This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and in a moment, we'll be checking in with John Carlson, Johnny Smartpoint of 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smartpoint, johnnysmartpoint.com, the website. But coming up first, some of the consumer news headlines from the past few weeks. Two media giants in Canada appear to still be on track to merge, but will it be good news for cell phone customers? Rogers says it still expects its $26 billion takeover of Shaw Communications to close in the first half of this year. This is even after the federal government stated its intention to block the wholesale transfer of Shaw's cell phone licenses. Many consumer groups and mobile phone customers don't like the idea of a merger because they feel it will further decrease competition in the cell phone market here in a country where we already have some of the highest cell phone prices in the world. Federal Industry Minister Francois-Philippe Champagne says he shares many of those concerns. He says the government will not allow Rogers to acquire all of Shaw's wireless business. Premier John Horgan says he's not concerned that life will get a bit more expensive here in B.C. because of Canada's latest sanctions against Russia, over the invasion of Ukraine. Horgan says he supports the federal government's decision to impose a 35% tariff on Russian and Belarusian exports to Canada. Uh, The move has some big potential economic consequences for BC sectors that rely on uh, Russian products. For example, that includes major construction projects that use Russian steel. Horgan says the finance ministry will be looking at what the provincial government can do to reduce negative impacts while making sure those sanctions continue. Meantime, the Russian fat cat oligarchs and others in uh, President Vladimir Putin's inner circle are being hit with a lot of tough new sanctions from the U.S. The Biden administration says those targeted by the new sanctions include Putin's press secretary and Alicia Burhanovich Usmanov, one of Russia's wealthiest people and a close ally of Putin. The U.S. State Department also announced it is imposing visa bans on 19 Russian oligarchs and dozens of their family members and close associates. And a co-founder of Give, Send, Go says she is okay with hate groups like the Ku Klux Klan and the Proud Boys using their site to raise funds as long as it was legal. Give, Send, Go is an American-based Christian crowdfunding platform, much like GoFundMe. It was used by protesters who blockaded Ottawa streets for several weeks after GoFundMe canceled an earlier campaign that raked in more than 10 million bucks. The brother and sister co-founders of Give, Send, Go, Jacob Wells and Heather Wilson, were grilled this past Thursday by MPs on a parliamentary committee. Wilson says she believes it was wrong of GoFundMe to pull the plug on the initial fundraiser for the trucker protest and said many of the campaigns that they host turn to them after being removed due to political beliefs. That's where the Ku Klux Klan and the Proud Boys come in.
This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. And coming up, we're going to talk real estate. There were some changes to the interest rates this past week. Not huge, but a little bit. So what will that mean for the red-hot Vancouver market? Will it cool down or will it barely make a dent? To talk about that, we'll have John Carlson of 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smartpoint. JohnnySmartpoint.com is his website. And that's all when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW. And welcome back. This is Martin Strong, Vancouver Consumer, and uh, it's time to talk real estate. There's lots going on in the world of real estate. And with me to talk about it is John Carlson from 2% Realty. You know him as johnnysmartpoint.com. Uh, or just Johnny Smartpoint. JohnnySmartpoint.com is the website. Uh, you can also email him at john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And we've got him here in the flesh. Hi, John. How are you? Hey, Martin. I'm doing great. Good to be back. Good. Now, we have a lot to talk to uh, talk about uh, because interest rates are up a half a percent. And uh, that means, you know, it seems like a small amount, but that means a lot. We'll talk about that. You've got some new listings on your website that look really interesting. Um, but uh, overall, the market is just uh, chugging along, I guess. Yeah, well, anytime March, you know, rolls around, it's generally time for the kickoff of the spring market, more or less, at least in my mind, that's kind of when when things start. And as we've talked about before, we've just gone through a, a previous fall and early part of the year that are not exactly typical, you know, um, uh, I guess they're a little bit more active than usual. And there have been fewer listings than people would like. And we talked about supply and demand and all that sort of thing. But as we see the, the good weather start to roll in and the spring happening, and maybe, you know, the, the, the bulbs are coming up out of the ground and spring is springing. I noticed that there are an awful lot of people who maybe have been sitting on the sidelines watching the real estate market very carefully. And now they're, it would seem that now they're saying, hey, maybe this is the time. Uh, if I'm going to sell my house, prices are at record highs. Uh, I recognize an opportunity sometimes, uh, people might say. And uh, I'm really seeing that, you know, I think there's a couple of changes happening that, that maybe the listeners aren't quite aware of. But when you're out in the real estate business every day, like I am, you start to notice, you know, trends and um, I think that we're in a time where, uh, and I, I want to talk about this on this program, um, where we're going to see the market continue, of course, to be a very good seller's market with with low, relatively low supply. But I'm I'm really starting to see evidence of uh, new listings coming and filling in that demand a little bit. I'm seeing buyer fatigue kind of take over and buyers being a little bit resistant to go too crazy in multiple offer situations. And I'm sensing to some degree, uh, there's a little bit of a you know, a little bit of a balancing happening out in the market. And I think that's going to be good news for, for most people out there looking to buy and sell. Yeah. Yeah. It, it should be healthy though. Uh, one of your recent clients, uh, Margaret had a, a very good experience with this market uh, did very well. And, uh, John, we have her on the line and, uh, we're going to talk to, uh, your client, Margaret. Hi, Margaret. Hi. Hi. So you just sold a townhouse in Maple Ridge with the help of John Carlson, Johnny Smartpoint, and uh, you did pretty well with that, didn't you? I did excellent. Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking um, multiple offers. So, so were you surprised by uh, what the townhouse finally went for? Yes, sir. I was very, very much. 
Right. So, uh, I mean, it must've been a stressful thing though. I mean, what, what's it like to, I mean, it, it sounds great. You're sitting there watching all these multiple offers come in, but what does that feel like? I mean, this is like the biggest investment of your life. Was it, w- describe what it was like. Was it a stressful situation? It was shocking and exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and how did John help you through it? You know, he was just fantastic. Um, he explained everything. I understood everything. I was a part of it. He was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I, I hear that from a lot of his clients. That that uh, one thing that I hear a lot is that he's patient. He's not pushing his clients to get in there because this was a long process for you, wasn't it? Well, it happened very quickly, sir. We went up for sale, I believe, on a Wednesday, and the following Wednesday, I was sold. Wow. <laughs> so that's, yeah. but, but the actual process of deciding to sell, was, was it difficult? Did you spend a lot of time kind of ruminating about whether or not you wanted to sell your home? Actually, it took me a couple of years, but when I made up my mind, it within 24 hours, I had that place ready. Um, and he was in the following day and had the pictures taken. Mm-hmm. And he, and he showed it off in a good light. Excellent. The, uh, the photography was great. I got a lot of compliments on it. I was very impressed, very professional. It was just an incredible experience. Yeah. So, so you would say for people who are thinking of selling, but they're not ready to pull the trigger just yet, it might be a good idea to talk to John and kind of prepare. And then when you are ready to pull the trigger, you can do it quickly and effectively. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had spoken to him a couple of times over the years. He did not push. He listened. Um, You know, he shared what the market was like. So I finally phoned him on on a Monday morning. I said, I've decided. And he was out that day. I took the following day off work. And Wednesday, the photographer was out and we were happening. All right. That sounds good. And and multiple offers that uh, that must have been exciting to watch all, all the offers come in because it was it sold for quite a bit over asking, didn't it? Yes, it. um, Yes. Yes, it sold two hundred thousand over asking. Holy cow! That's I know. <laughs> congratulations! I, congratulations I, I know. I would have never predicted. Right, and when it comes to commissions, uh, John is a two percent realtor. Uh, you saved a little bit of money on the commission, didn't you? I did with John. Yes, yes, but yeah. the other people that come. Um, they get their full commission so that there's none of this, oh, 2%, you know, we're not going to get our commission. He's very fair. Right. Yeah. So that, that's great. And, and, uh, obviously, uh, it was efficiently sold because it went so quickly. That must it was nice. very efficiently sold. Yeah. So everything so w- that was on that offer was read out to me. I missed nothing. He made sure I understood Right. That's a good thing. So it's an so excellent what, thing. 
So what do you say to other people who might be thinking uh, about uh, selling a property and uh, they're wondering who to call? Uh, you would recommend John Carlson, I'm guessing. I would absolutely say John is your man. Um, I've bought and sold over the years, but this was an incredible experience. Well, Margaret, congratulations, and uh, I wish you all the luck uh, in your future. What's the plan now? Are you, are you staying close to home or are you moving somewhere else? Well, I'm hoping to stay in Maple Ridge, but depending on the market, because you sell high, you buy high. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for talking to us, Margaret. You're very welcome. And again, um, I can't say enough about the whole experience. John and his team are just fabulous. This is Vancouver Consumer, and that was Margaret, another satisfied customer of John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com. And, uh, John, that must make you feel great. You know, it does. It's great. Margaret, thanks for that testimonial. I, I, it's great to um, hear that you're happy. And I, I know that, you know, when, when you go through the process with someone, uh, you know, you become friends and, you know, you're a team, you're, you're, you're working together for a common goal. And, you know, really, that's the best part of the business for me is to feel like I've done a good job for somebody and, and make sure they're happy. Now, I, I will readily admit that in this market, it's a lot easier to make sellers happy than it is in a, in a poor market, you know, for sellers. But um, as I tell a lot of people, when I sit down and, and meet with them, you can sell your property, it's not a problem. But really, how are you going to go about it? And what's the strategy? And what's, you know, what's the pricing? And, and what is our, you know, what is the timeline going to look like? How are we going to maximize this sale? Because as Margaret just mentioned, you know, when you sell high, often you have to buy high as well. So there's nothing wrong with trying to maximize your sale price. You're going to need every dollar most likely when you go and buy your buy your next place. But one thing I thought that was really interesting, uh, Margaret didn't mention it, but um, we'd been talking for two or three years. And, uh, you know, I knew that when the time was right, Margaret would give me a call and we'd, we'd get her house on the market. And then about a month ago, I, I got a call and Margaret said, hey, my neighbor just sold. You wouldn't believe what they sold for. And I looked it up and sure enough, you know, I talked to the agent and they had like 11 or 12 offers and my clients got virtually the same unit, right? Like two doors down. So, um, you know, Margaret said to me, gee, John, do you think we could do as well as them? Because if we can, and I, and I suggested to her, hey, anytime there's 11 offers uh, and only one is successful, you've got 10 other potential buyers who get another kick at the can, so to speak. And some of them probably are going to step up a little bit more. And uh, even I was a bit surprised that, um, you know, the same unit two weeks later than the, than the previous sale that just had set records, we, we got another $65,000 over that. So uh, this is a sign of a market where buyers have been beat up a little bit and they need to, you know, really step up to the plate if they want to have any chance of success. And Margaret's timing was was wonderful. And just working with Margaret the whole time was was great. And, you know, you get to know people in this business and they get to know you. And um, one of the better experiences I've had in a long time working with Margaret because she's a fantastic person. And if any client I've had deserves a good payday on her sale, I, I really think it's Margaret. So Margaret, I want to say thanks for, for uh, calling in and, and having a good conversation with us and letting uh, the listeners know that, um, that you were happy with what I did for you. I was definitely happy that we worked together. Yeah. Thanks, Margaret. And, and it's definitely a, a case, an example of being prepared because, you know, she was thinking about it for a couple of years and you guys had talked about it. You were sort of getting ready for it, but, uh, she wasn't ready to pull the trigger. And then all of a sudden she decided, let's do it. And then you went in there and within a week that place was sold. 
And, you know, that's a great point because I do have a lot of other potential clients I've talked to in recent times. And sometimes people call me and like last night I met with a really nice couple, met them for the first time. And they they said, John, we'd like an evaluation on our property, house in Surrey. Um, but, you know, quite frankly, we might not make the move this year. It might be next spring, depending on, you know, when people have work plans, retirement plans, family things, all kinds of stuff. And they said to me, you know, we, we might, you know, do something this year, but really our intent is is next year. We're going to wait and see. And these are the kind of people I love talking to because, of course, I report back to them and give them a market evaluation of what I think would likely happen if they were on the market today. But then similar to it with, with Margaret, you know, every six months or so, we talk again, update that market evaluation. Market, Margaret was ready at any time when the time was ready for her. Her place was cleaned and ready and she'd taken care of all the details. So finally, when the time was right for her, I was ready. We were up to date. There were no, you know, we're not starting from square one and reinventing the wheel. We had pretty much everything ready to go. And so when when she decided it was the right time, like I said, I was there the very next day. We had photos taken, virtual tours, floor plans. We hit the market running because we wanted to capitalize on the interest that had been, you know, generated by the previous unit in that complex by another agent. So, you know, that it's just a good point that, you know, sometimes it's never, it never hurts to be prepared. And so people who call me and are ready to sell today or tomorrow, I love that, of course. Other times people call and say, hey, you know, I'd like a little bit of advice. I'd like your thoughts. How do you see the market unfolding? What do you think of our situation? And, uh, and sometimes it doesn't happen right away. But when it does, I try to make sure that I'm ready to do a good job. And it's nice to hear Margaret was satisfied with that. Yeah. And that's a theme I hear whenever we have uh, one of your clients on the air talking about it. I hear that all the time. They say, I didn't feel rushed. I didn't feel like you were saying, no, nah, come on, you got to get into the market. Let's go. <laughs> Let's take advantage. Nobody uh, likes that. I, no, nobody wants the hard sell. And I think that's a, that's a, a great thing. We're talking to John Carlson. Uh, Johnny Smart Point is, uh, is his name, his nickname, johnnysmartpoint.com is the website. You can give him a call at 604-612-0080 and uh, email john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And uh, when we come back, uh, we have a lot to talk about because uh, the interest rates uh, went up for the first time in a while, up a half a percent, but it seems like that's the trend and that could have a, a huge effect on this market. And I want to get John's uh, opinion on that and what he think is thinks is going to happen. And, you know, maybe that's good news for market or for Margaret as the market kind of cools a little bit, this, this frenzy kind of cools off. We'll hear about that. We'll also hear about uh, a property you have in uh, East Vancouver that looks really, really interesting. And we'll hear all about that when we return with Johnny Smart Point, John Carlson, I'm Martin Strong, and this is Vancouver Consumer. Stick around. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, and uh, this is Vancouver Consumer. And we are talking real estate with our friend John Carlson. Johnny Smartpoint is the name you know him by. JohnnySmartpoint.com is the website. You can also email him at john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And it's good to know that John... Uh, loves the telephone. He loves the cell phone. You can give him a call at 604-612-0080-0080-612-0080. And uh, if you go to uh, johnnysmartpoint.com, his website, you can see a lot of things. You can see uh, 
uh, the kinds of uh, places he sold, some questions, frequently asked questions about John. Uh, but there is a new listing on there that that is kind of interesting to me because it's in, in my neighborhood. It's the Main Street Corridor, which is a really happening neighborhood, if I say so, because I live here. But uh but Main Street is a cool part of Vancouver, and uh, you've got an interesting property for sale there. You know, I've got a, a listing here that I'm really excited about, and I know that some of the listeners are going to be excited as well. As you mentioned, it's right uh, west of Main Street uh, at about 28th Avenue and, um, you know, right in the Main Street corridor. This house, the address, I'll get right to it if that's okay. The address is 4425 Quebec Street, and this is a house that is, you know, an old timer built in 1910. The house itself, you know, has probably seen its day. Um, it could be renovated and made, uh, you know, more livable. Uh, it might be more likely that someone just comes and takes it down and uh, and takes advantage of the lot because it's a beautiful lot at 38 foot frontage, which is a little wider than most, which gives, you know, a builder a, a fair bit of potential in terms of what they might want to do there. But it's a 38 foot by 111 foot lot. Um, it's zoned RS1 zoning. It has the lane access in the back. And as you know, I mean, this area, Quebec Street, it's a beautiful, beautiful street. It's a tree-lined street. Uh, walk score from there is, is absolutely fantastic and amazing, close to schools and parks. And honestly, location-wise, you just I don't think you can do much better than this property. So this is going to be a pretty exciting listing. We've got it listed just a hair under $2 million. Uh, there is an expectation that we're going to get a strong response on this listing. And, um, you know, that, that may just be an introductory price. So just a heads up to people. But um, this property, I'm going to be there, um, you know, on the weekend. I'm showing it by appointments only so people can give me a call. And it'll be available all week. Um, but this one is something you really got to check out. Go to my website. There are some photos of the outside of the home, uh, some on the inside. Uh, as I mentioned, the house could use a little bit of a renovation. But what a place to, you know, if you want to invest um, in building a brand new house for yourself and maybe, uh, you know, a, a laneway house and maybe a suite, all kinds of things you could consider. But when I think about, like when I bought my own property, uh, you know, that I live in now, we've been here about 17 years. I was really looking at the location and what the what the future potential is. And as we know, the city of Vancouver is talking about, uh, you know, floating ideas of increasing density and what might be allowed. And all that is great for investment. But there's also the, the side uh, component, which I think is just as important, about maybe raising your family. Like, where do you want to invest your family legacy? And that's really what I see here. If I'm if I'm someone who's in a position to, to build myself a brand new house and I can imagine being there for 20 years and maybe I want some rental income by suite or whatever it might be. I really can't think of many areas that I'd rather be than this one. So this is one listing that I'm as excited as, as, as I've been with any of my listings in a long time. Um, the opportunity there is absolutely fantastic to be in a location that most people, you know, desire quite a bit. So 4425 Quebec street, go to my website, take a look at it. Um, I would uh, recommend that people who are interested, if you have your own agent, have your agent call me because I'm setting up viewings through, through agents. And, and that's a little bit easier uh, with a property like this, you know, I represent the seller and I'm not likely going to be in a position to be writing offers for other buyers because in multiple offer situations that that makes it a little bit trickier. So if you don't have representation, feel free to call me and I'll arrange something if you want to see it. But um, it's good if you have your own agent to have him or her give me a call. I'll make sure you see it. I'll make sure they have the full information package on the home. And uh, right now we're looking at uh, uh, maybe looking at looking at offers March 14th. We're going to give it a full week on the market to let people do their due diligence and all that sort of thing. But uh, 4425 Quebec Street, it's going to be a darn good address. 
Yeah, and I I can tell you from personal experience, this is a a nice neighborhood. Uh, A lot of young families, and you can literally walk to an elementary school, a really nice elementary school. You are steps away from a grocery store, a liquor store, a record store, Red Cat Records on Main Street. Um, And uh, I mean, it's got everything you need. On the weekend, you never have to get in your car. Yeah, it's and just even it's funny when I when I first went there and met the family to talk about uh, you know this this property, uh, we had several neighbors walking by with their dogs and saying hello and asking what was happening and oh we've been here years and we've seen this property and it's a long time family owned property I, mean, I, I don't know how many years but I think forty or fifty years this family has owned the home and and now of course it's vacant and ready to go on to the next owner and and probably a whole new structure will be put up there but yep you're absolutely right Martin great neighborhood. Right on. We're talking to John Carlson. JohnnySmartPoint.com is where he lives on the net. You can go to JohnnySmartPoint.com and see everything about this house on Quebec Street in Vancouver, uh, around 28th and Main Street. Very hip, happening neighborhood. Uh, Well, John, when it comes to the real estate market, I mean, we've been talking literally, I was going to say months, but almost years about uh, when is this market going to cool off? And one of the things that, you know, on paper will cool off a market are interest rate hikes. And this past week we saw interest rates that by the bank of Canada go up a half a percent. So, um, you know, what's your take? Do you think this is going to make a difference and what, what do you see in the future? Well, you know, a, a minor bump in interest rate, like this doesn't make a huge difference to you know financial bottom lines of course it reduces the purchasing power just that little bit for people who are maxing out maximizing their financing abilities uh you know and it makes things just a little bit more expensive to borrow money obviously but i don't see it as a big financial hit that's going to change things i see it more as a signal of you know what's coming down the road um we've had record low interest rates for a long time now and I, if I'm not mistaken, this is about the, the first interest rate height since maybe 2018. So it is significant in that regard. Um, you know, and when people talk about house pricing, you got to admit that when interest rates are low, it just gives people more opportunity to borrow more money and compete against one another. So I see this as a sign of, you know, hey, maybe we've seen the end of uh, the ultra, ultra low interest rates. And even though we're still at very historically low rates and there's signals that you know, the Bank of Canada will likely, you know, take another step or two as time goes on to to bring rates up a little bit more. It's one of the factors that goes into the affordability of the housing market. And anytime there's a, a significant change anyway, anyway, to uh, interest rates, you tend to see a little bit of a bump in the market where buyers who are maxing out their financing want to act before while they still got their 90 day rate guarantees and stuff. So I think right now, there's a fantastic window in the next 90 days. There's no doubt there's going to be a busy market. Buyers looking to get in at their fixed rates. Uh, there's also a lot more listings hitting uh, MLS now than we've seen, you know, in the last say six months or so. And that's a very, very good sign. Don't get me wrong. We're still going to be in very much a seller's market where the supply side is is still very limited. But uh, anytime you see you know, more listings uh, and uh, buyers maybe having more choice. That tends to be a, a good thing uh, for buyers. And, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, will right now to see prices come under control. And that, that'll be, that'll help a little bit. But I do also want to say that, 
you know, we're still seriously undersupplied when it comes to inventory. And I'm thinking that's going to probably that slack will be picked up a little bit in the next few months. And I'm kind of uh, envisioning a time where, you know, we're not going to go back to a flat market. We're still going to be in a seller's market. But I, I, I really see, a, you know, the next three months is kind of a Goldilocks time where a person can put their house on the market and, you know, reliably get a very good result. And at the same time, be comfortable that there's enough listings hitting the MLS every week or so in various areas that they're going to be able to find a house without, you know, being rung through the ringer too badly, like which has happened to buyers in the last, say, four or five, six months. So uh, a good time maybe to think about making that move if it's if it's on your radar. Yeah. And, and we heard from Margaret earlier, your client who, who did really well on her townhome, uh, $200,000 over asking. Uh, and the concern was, well, you, when you, when you, uh, sell high, you also have to buy high, but, but like you say, this could have kind of a dampening effect. And I, I guess in terms of supply, because obviously supply is low, there's not enough stuff to buy, but it can kind of build on itself, I guess, because if, if, if more homes go on the market slowly, then people are going to see that and they're going to feel more comfortable selling their home because they feel a little more comfortable, uh, at the prospects of buying a new home. So I guess it will build up on itself. You know what I mean? the, The momentum could build. I do. And that's a good point because in shifting markets, it takes a little bit of time, you know, for, for things to work out. And, and the way I see it is, uh, you know, in some ways in a shifting market, sellers are the last to know. Um, and it's all about expectations. And I'll, I'll kind of explain that. Whereas maybe a few months ago, you'd never see this happening. Now I am seeing this. I'll do evaluations for people that I'm meeting and I'll check out, you know, hey, what's what's been going on in their neighborhood? And I'll, I'll pull up recent listings and recent sales. And now I'm seeing some listings that maybe they listed on, you know, February 10th. And they uh, originally thought they'd look at offers on February 18th. But here it is, March 4th or 5th, and the listing's still available. And I'm seeing that, you know, a couple of things can happen. Sometimes um, a listing might be priced very, very low and a seller's expecting a, a big lift on that price. And rightfully so, that's what's been going on. But maybe they're not quite getting that huge lift they expect. So the property remains on the market or maybe they price it a little bit too high. They saw, you know, neighbor X, Y, and Z sold for certain prices. They kept going up. So these guys, the next people try for even higher, but suddenly maybe they don't quite, you know, maybe they don't get 10 or 15 offers. Maybe they get four or five. So again, I'm very careful not to make it seem like, you know, the market is sagging because that's far from truth. We're going from a red hot market to a slightly less red hot market, but I think it's very important right now, if you're selling your home, to really be accurate with your pricing. Make sure you've got a, a, a really good, valid strategy going forward. When Margaret mentioned selling $200,000 over the list price, I you know, I, I sense and I know from talking to people that some people think, well, well, maybe that, that realtor obviously didn't know what he was doing. I mean, boy, I went for $200,000 over. But it was part of the strategy. Um, you know, we knew what the previous listing had listed for. We knew what the result was on that. And we knew that buyers have kind of develop this expectation that they're going to have to get into a bidding war and pay more. So all I'm suggesting now is that maybe buyers are, have a little bit more choice. Maybe it's spring and they recognize that, hey, if I'm a little bit patient, maybe I won't have to jump into a 10 or 15 offer situation. Maybe something else will come down the line. So uh, red hot market cooling off ever so slightly. And it's the buyers who really are dictating the terms. Because if you think about it, the high prices that have hit lately are a result of buyers competing against one another and, uh, you know, trying to deliver that knockout punch, if you will, to take a house with the expectation that prices are going up and they better buy today. Otherwise, they're going to pay more tomorrow. 
I think that buyers are a little bit fatigued. They're tired of that to some degree. Uh, they're looking down the road and thinking, okay, rates are going up. Maybe, you know, maybe I don't have to worry about buying today. Maybe prices are going to level off a little bit. And so I'm overall feeling a little bit more of a relaxed atmosphere, which still pays sellers extremely well for the homes they're selling, but gives people enough confidence to say, hey, you know, I think I can. Give me some time and I'll find a house that I like that I can afford. So at least that's my view on it right now. And we're going to talk more about it in a couple of weeks. But um, I'm seeing nothing but a nice, uh, like I said, Goldilocks period the next 90 days. Right on. John Carlson. Uh, johnnysmartpoint.com is the website. And if you're thinking of selling, you're maybe you're just dipping your toe in the water. You might want to call John and, and just be ready because uh, Margaret waited two years before she decided to sell, sold it in a week. And uh, as I say, johnnysmartpoint.com is the website. You can send him an email at john at johnnysmartpoint.com. Well, thank you, John. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Sounds great. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Martin. Right on. Coming up next, uh, which country is the best at Wordle? I have the rankings, the world Wordle rankings. And judging by the rankings, we need to up our game, Canada. I'll explain next. Welcome back. This is Martin Strong. And it seems like everybody is doing Wordle these days. And it's not just here. Wordle is a global phenomenon. So much so that a new study was launched to find out which parts of the world were the best at it. The study analyzed Twitter data to find the countries and cities with the best Wordle scores in the world. Top spot in the world for Wordle scores? That would be Canberra, Australia. It claimed the top spot for cities with the best Wordle average, 3.58 guesses. As for countries, Sweden is the best country in the world at Wordle, an average of 3.72. Canada came in 17th best on the list of countries uh, with an average score of 3.90. Vancouver didn't do all that bad in terms of city. We were cities. We were the second best city in Canada, but you won't like who was first. Toronto. Toronto was the top word-solving Canuck city with 3.81 average guesses. Ottawa was third, Montreal was fourth, while Edmonton rounded out the top five. Oh, and we should talk about the weather because it's feeling like spring out there and Environment Canada has just released their full forecast for the spring in Metro Vancouver. And we've always said, people always say that March comes in like a lion and goes out like a lamb. Well, so far, March has been pretty tame, very pleasant for the most part. But according to meteorologist Derek Lee, who was talking to the Vancouver is Awesome website, Environment Canada is forecasting a La Nina pattern to continue for the rest of March, April and May, which generally means cooler temperatures for the province this spring. The cold weather pattern generally means there will be less precipitation though, which will make for an overall drier spring. But this is Vancouver, so we'll have to define drier. Uh, he says it means generally a little less rain than we're used to. Lee says that last spring saw more average precipitation. Uh, and while the La Nina pattern doesn't always create drier weather in the lower mainland, the meteorologist points out that this year's pattern is ushering the wet weather to the north. So that's kind of good news. He also says, while it could be cooler this spring, he says it's not going to be, in his words, super cold. 
but there could be bursts of Arctic air coming all the way down into the coastline, causing temperatures to be a little below average. So this spring, the outlook, according to Environment Canada, is a little cooler and maybe a little drier. We'll take it. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. And coming up, it's the consumer news as two cell phone giants get ready to merge. But will it do anything to Canada's sky-high cell phone prices? We'll find out when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.